0: This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands.
1: Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to react to Liverpool's 3-1 defeat at Leicester City. It was a very hard defeat to take, seen as Liverpool led and deservedly led until the 78th minute. But once James Madison's free-kick equaliser was controversially allowed to stand by VAR, things went very wrong indeed. And there's no question now that the problems are mounting up for Jurgen Klopp and his defending Premier League champions. Many of those problems are discussed over the course of this podcast, which features the views of Liverpool fans Mark Baker, Owen Thomas, Ross Strachan, Steve Dawson and Lauren Black. But we will start with the verdict of the Liverpool Echo's Liverpool FC correspondent Paul Gorst before hearing every word of Jurgen Klopp's post-match press conference.
2: Liverpool are left looking nervously over their shoulder in the race for the top four after a 3-1 defeat against Leicester City at the King Power Stadium. Night and day from when the last hand Liverpool visited there 14 months ago and put on arguably one of the best performances of last season as they strolled to a first league title in 30 years, that 4-0 win. On Boxing Day 2019, looks uh, looks a long, long time ago now, doesn't it? It has to be said. Uh, Liverpool took the lead through Mohamed Salah, a, a glorious goal, it has to be said. A, a wonderful bit of skill from Roberto Firmino to set it up, and Salah took a First time to take his tally up to 17 in the Premier League and 23 for the season, but uh, that goal uh, didn't really deserve to be a consolation goal, but uh, that was all it proved to be as Liverpool capitulated in the second half with uh, three goals and seven minutes for the hosts. Uh, First one, there was a bit of controversy about it, Harvey Barnes won a free kick on the edge of the box, James Madison fired home the the free kick, it was almost a cross come shot and it evaded everyone and Alisson Becker was left uh, shouting for an offside flag but uh, the VAR intervened, the Lions came out and uh, invariably, as they've tended to do for Liverpool this season, ruled against them, Daniel Amarty was judged to be onside, played onside by Roberto Firmino's foot. Uh, Jürgen Klopp said he disagreed with that decision and it was a tough one to take but Let's be honest, in the modern age, no one really knows what, what is offside and what isn't anymore at a time when the lines come out and the decisions are seemingly made at random. But uh, Liverpool didn't respond well to the to equalising goal. Um, Ozan Kabak, who was uh, pretty solid on his Premier League debut, it has to be said, other than uh, one mistake. Uh, that was pretty much get, not getting out of the way of Alison Becker, who rushed from his goal, collided with the Turkish centre-back and Jamie Vardy was left with an easy goal. Um, the easiest one. He'll score this season, no question. There, uh, Klopp refused to uh, criticise either player and probably um, the uh, the criticism should fall on Alisson after a third high-profile error in uh, less than a week, but uh, Klopp said that it was just a misunderstanding, something that uh, is born out of the fact that Kabax only had two weeks to uh, to play with his new teammates and that was one of the byproducts of a defender in the system that he's not used to, so uh, Klopp was refusing to Criticise either man. Um, for me, I would have to say that it was Alisson's fault rather than Kabaks who, as I say, was otherwise fairly solid on his debut. But uh, say Liverpool just couldn't re- react to that uh, that equalising goal and, and Harvey Barnes put, was played through and made a 3-1 at the end and, and Liverpool were left, counting the cost of a, of a second-half capitulation and a collapse and something that, uh, that was very prevalent less than a week ago when Manchester City did something similar. So, once again, Liverpool have thrown away a good position something they, they could have built on and um, they really do now have it all to do in the battle for the top four with Chelsea, West Ham and Everton, and Tottenham who play Manchester City on Saturday Saturday evening to come um, Liverpool. Next up for Liverpool, the Champions League. They return to action in Budapest on Tuesday against Derby Leipzig. Before the small matter of the Merseyside Derby at Anfield, it's, uh, it's a game Liverpool have tended to win um, at Anfield in recent years. Obviously, Everton not winning there since 1999, but at a time when Liverpool's performances uh, they've lost four of the last six don't forget and at a time and the uh, the almost invincible aura of Anfield is long gone you wouldn't put a past Everton coming to Anfield and ending that way for a win so Liverpool um, in disarray has to be said and uh, their problems go on and finished at the King Power Stadium Leicester 3 Liverpool 1.
1: Jürgen lots to take away from that game I, I just wonder if you could sort of talk us through your initial reactions and how you feel about the team's performance.
3: Majority of the game, I um, I agree completely. It was a really good game. I don't think it's easy to dominate Leicester in the way we dominated them today. Uh, played the, the kind of football we played today after losing a few days ago. Uh, a game um, with a kind of strange score um, scoreline. Um, but the boys did that and um, we scored our first goal, great goal. Well, oh, the only goal actually, um, great goal. Concede a, a strange one. Um, and as so like I like, I think it's offside, to be honest. Um, and the, the 2 1 is a misunderstanding. Eh? So then the 2 1 had too big an impact on the game because it was, I think it was still 15, around about maybe 12, 30 minutes to go, maybe with extra time longer. Um, so and we have to show a different reaction then. But the third is then we give easier simple away. Um, and then game over.
1: Gary Coster for two, and then we'll
4: go to Gary. Need to unmute Gary if you can. Sorry about
5: that, Jurgen. Thank you for your time. No problem. These are tough times in terms of results and, 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 and your current position in the table. Do you now need to use all your resolve and experience as, as champions to, to try and fight back to retain the
3: title? Sorry, I didn't understand the last part of the question. Do you, yeah. need
5: to, do you need to use all your experience now as players and coaching staff to, to start fighting back to retain the title?
3: To, to what to retain the title it's,
5: it's looking tough now it's getting obviously another another defeat the gap is getting you know more difficult to bridge do you need all the confidence that you've got as a squad and all the experience that you have of winning a title now to close that gap
3: <laughs> I don't think we can close that gap this year to be honest um, we have to we have to win football games and um, big parts of our of our of our football was today, again, really, really good. We have to do it consistently. We have to avoid mistakes. We have to avoid misunderstanding. We cannot avoid mistakes of, of, of VAR or stuff like this. But all the rest, which is in our hands, we have to avoid. And today, in two situations, we didn't do that. That's why they could score two goals. Um, the The rest of the football game is, is is really good, and yes, if you win football games, maybe a good score today more go- more goals but that 's the steps you have to make first, you have to perform again. the result is always massively related to the performance and um, we were today good enough to win the game a long long period in the game, but not until the end because of um, a couple of things and that 's what we have to to to, to um, we should have no, So, like the, mis- the, the misunderstanding we had is before the game, uh, we all knew um, Ozan is a really good player. So, and uh, after the game, we know that as well. But what we knew before the game, he's not really used to all the things we usually do. And um, when you play uh, with Ali, then you know that he is uh, quite offensive minded and comes out of his goal. So, um, in this situation, yeah, it was a misunderstanding that can happen. When you are new together, usually these things happen in the pre-season. Uh, we don't have that, so that's why it happened. That was the two, the second goal. The first goal is a is a strange um, situation, which I think should have been um, how I said that um, should have been offside. Um, yeah, and the rest. So how house I? am not sure. I forgot. Maybe the question again. It's um, so we we are not. Uh, ring or whatever for for, for for the title we are not silly we, we have to we, we have on Tuesday a tough game then on Saturday I think again uh, against uh, the Derby so these are the things we are thinking about and yeah if we want to have um, still uh, a good season in the end we have to win these games so are you conceding the title then Jurgen Yes, I can't believe I yeah. OK, Rob
5: Draper and then John Murray. We'll finish with Liam. Rob. Yeah, again, the mistakes we're seeing aren't very normal for your side, but it's inevitable in this season when there's so many injuries and you're having to change, obviously, the defenders so much that you do see these misunderstandings.
3: Look we are not going for excuses. We are looking for excuses. A lot of things happened and stuff like this. that's all fine we in some moments we could have we could and should have done better and some it was just what happened. all these kind of things look but we spoke about that already in a moment um it's it's tough, obviously tough and it's, i i don't and I know that it's uh, the the only way out of the situation is to play. Good football to fight to work hard on these kind of things, and, and and we are still able to do that, and that's what we still will we will keep doing that. We have to do that, and then, then uh, we will get the results, and then we will see where we end up. But um, the, if, yeah, the situation is not easy. We, that's clear, but it's our situation, and how it always is with your situation, you have to sort it yourself, and that's what we will do.
1: Don't and Liam finish John first.
3: Jürgen, is there is there an
5: issue there
1: with the players not reacting well to a VAR decision going against them, or is that reading too much into it?
3: Yeah, it's reading really too much into it. If you saw the situation back, everybody on the pitch, next to the pitch, even after watching the situation back, I was sure it was offside. Now, accepting something like this just with a smile and say, "Oh yes, okay, might be, might have been a mistake," it's not easier. So in our situation. For sure not. So we, we worked really hard for being 1-0 up and then um, it's gone with a with a really tough decision. And especially for Ali, tough decision because he had three players in front of him and was 100% sure it's offside. Um, no, it, that's not a problem. So, how is that? said, the 2-1 had nothing to do with it. The, the 2-1 was, can happen, had nothing to do with the game. But when we conceded the 2-1 and the manner we conceded it in, that was a knock. And the reaction for that, I didn't like. The reaction after the, um, um, the equaliser, I don't know exactly, because it, it, it was too quick and we conceded a second one. But that was only a, just a long ball kicking, kicking up front, and, um, and then we make it dangerous ourselves. Final
5: question,
1: guys. Lin. Hi, uh, Just so You kind of touched on it there, but in terms of the game, have you ever known a game that changed that quickly? Uh, from the first and
6: second goal going in, because it seemed, seemed to be a complete turnaround,
4: very, very quickly. Have you known a game to swing so quickly in terms of the
3: momentum of the game Oh, it's not. It's not. Um, it doesn't happen a lot, but it can happen, and we've had it the other way around as well. You we can change a game in that situation. How is that? It's a. The two goals we conceded had obviously a massive impact, and for human beings, normal. But for us, we don't accept that. We have to, we have to differently. That's it. But when you concede that goal, and then the next situation is is an easy one, and with the first goal, Leicester scored. Obviously, they had like a a a, a mood lift because until then, Leicester was not in the game really. They didn't couldn't play their game for a second, and then they get this present, and then we make another present, and then. There are two one up, and the third one, then is just uh, that's what I say. That's what I don't like. But uh, no, it didn't happen. It doesn't happen a lot, so I didn't experience a lot. But it can happen, and happened before.
0: The post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel.
1: Credit to Jurgen Klopp for fronting up again. What we must remember is a very difficult time for him personally after losing his mum. Now we're going to hand the show over to five of our regular post-game callers, starting with Mark Baker, who, given his background as a football coach, goes as deep as always with his analysis on what went wrong today and lately too.
4: Another absolutely disastrous result for Liverpool in what now is the context of trying to secure a Champions League place, which leaves them in a, a pretty desperate situation at this moment in time, playing really poorly and... Um, with rivals having various games in hand to go above Liverpool. Uh, Majority of the game, I felt Liverpool played really well. Uh, That was up until the equalising goal. I mean, I say played very well. They still displayed a lot of the traits which has underpinned the season in that they were able to have the majority, well, virtually all the control of the game, positionally wise, limiting the opposition the ball and limiting the opposition in terms of being able to to play through Liverpool however like for the majority of the season unable to manage specific moments in games when the opposition have 1v1 moments the ball's turned over quickly the defenders are not able to manage the 1v1 scenarios from very basic ideas from the opposition, or balls into the penalty area from set plays or wide areas. And as much as Liverpool played well, Leicester had a variety of chances in the first half from virtually no ball that could have seen them going at the break up on Liverpool. Obviously, Liverpool had chances as well. So, similar pattern to what we've seen. And then second half started off, again, Liverpool... Again, the dominant side in terms of with the ball. The ones who were looking the more likely. Scored a really good goal. Fantastic execution by Solard, I must say. And you felt that uh, Liverpool had deserved it at that point, even though giving up opportunities had been the side with the control of the game and and the most domination within it. However, a terrible uh, decision by Thiago to give away a free kick at the edge of the box. And Liverpool have been massively disciplined in the last few years in terms of their players, not giving away rash free kicks, not picking up silly bookings. And it was just a really, really poor decision in such a dangerous area from such an experienced player. I mean, all the nonsense that's been talked about, or is being talked about about him slowing Liverpool's games down is nonsensical. I mean, you're talking about a player who's built a career on breaking lines with passes you don't even get the opportunity to play them passes if you A, you don't see them quickly enough, and B, you don't execute them quickly enough. I mean, the ability of him to play forward in tight, confined spaces and see things at a quicker rate than anyone else has defined his career for a decade, so that's nonsense. However, there can be legitimate um, accusations made about sometimes his positioning as part of Liverpool's midfield, and certainly in terms of his decision-making, and engaging with opponents, and obviously the the free kicks then come into the box, and play has been played on side, and Liverpool are then back to square one. And followed, like we talked about in the first half, Liverpool's season has followed a pa- pattern of dominating the majority of games, unable to manage moments, and you felt okay, this was going to be another one in which Liverpool couldn't get the full amount of points because of them reasons. However, the worry that started to now come into Liverpool's game is. Not only are Liverpool potentially not getting a win because of these patterns, but now you're actually seeing Liverpool capitulate and concede numerous goals, which puts the result beyond doubt and makes them look really dishevelled, the last two performances, which has never been the case with Liverpool. Liverpool may have given away silly goals to teams who don't have much of the ball, who have not much ambition in the games, but they've always been competitive in games. And I think the the actual way the, the, the organisation went, the discipline went, and I mean, terrible, terrible mix-up by the goalkeeper and the new the new player at centre-half, and I was in Kartbach. I mean, it's impossible to know in that situation whether Alisson shouted, you would expect so, he's the, the experienced player in that scenario, but it's just a terrible mix-up. And then the third goal for me was even more worrying. Liverpool have, well, Thiago's come out of a position on the right-hand side, left Barnes in the position, but the lack of awareness from Kabak in terms of his body position and also the way he attempted to recover and his ability to recover the situation in terms of his, his athleticism and speed. So that's got to be a worry. I mean, you've got to judge him over a longer period of time. But Liverpool have reached full on crisis points in this season. It's been a perfect storm of things to go wrong for Liverpool. There's mitigating factors throughout, which we've gone on about a million times. Obviously, we're talking about the, the moving round of players to cover players who are not in, who are not being able to play in the defensive field, the knock on that, that has to, say, for example, the fullbacks having to play too often, then Jota being out, the. the centre-forwards and forward players having to play too often, so you'd have a hybrid of players who are playing out of position, players who are playing too much, and players like Thiago, who spent the majority of the season injured and then come back and play virtually every minute. So, it's a really, really testing time, and it'll be one of the biggest tests, I believe, of Jürgen Klopp's managerial career, because you look at that centre-half position, and the worrying part is is if Liverpool have got the personnel to change this round at this moment in time and get better results, because the last 15 minutes was massively worrying. You don't go from a position where you're dominating a game like that to finishing it and losing it in the manner that they have done today.
0: The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
1: Thanks to Mark there. Now we're going to hear from Owen Thomas, who is not happy at all with the standard of the officiating at Liverpool matches. And then from Ross Strachan, who, like Jamie Carragher, has some major concerns about the play we were all desperate for the Reds to sign in the summer. You could say what you want about
5: extenuating circumstances and Liverpool have certainly had plenty. But since mid-December, we've had a real problem with confidence, bad refereeing decisions, uh, of course, the injuries stamina as a result of those injuries and the most rotten of luck luck so rotten it stinks our goal was sublime clock ball at its wondrous best and was well-deserved we deserved to win that match their equalizer was only onside side if the VAR ref Stuart Atwell had forgotten to actually draw a line to any of our defenders, I failed to see that he'd actually drawn any line. I think this is some kind of, he made some kind of error, to put it kindly. Uh, I think that's what happened. Alisson should argue, arguably have done better with the free kick, but of course it's difficult with Amate swinging a leg right in front of him uh, but of course Allison should have definitely done much better with the second goal having not screamed loud enough at Cabec to leave the ball alone. Having said that though the referee Manchester's Anthony Taylor didn't give a clear foul on Mane which led to the long ball that caused all the confusion. When oh when will the PGMOL Uh, the body of referees of which Anthony Taylor is one, when will they finally get ditched for a more competent bunch? I'm not even asking for brilliance, I'm just asking for, you know, referees who are competent. Uh, And their third goal was, uh, you know, I mean, it's just uh, adding insult to injury, as they say, a poor pass by Mo Salah, and then a poor line held by our rookie defensive line, Uh, led to the decent finish by Harvey Barnes, and 3-1. I'm not one to throw anyone from Liverpool under a bus or even under a milk float, but that doesn't mean that these defeats don't hurt any less. I feel deflated and very, very sad. I really wanted a win today, as I'm sure you did, to give Jürgen something to ease his pain by just a tiny amount. And instead, we all have to take another undeserved defeat on the chin. Uh, So this is Owen from Cop On Podcast, hoping and praying that all of the anger that we've built up over the way that the last few months have gone can please one day and may that one day be soon, be unleashed and exorcised from every synapse of our brains and every pore of our skin. This poor run has to stop. It will stop. You'll never walk alone, everybody. It's a dark time, but we'll all get through it. We'll be back. And I hope they, as I say, unleash this anger wheels of
7: and truly come off and we've managed to lose the game 3-1 we talk about that game probably in two sections the first 18 minutes I thought Liverpool excellence excellent um, dominated the game dominated possession um, first half we were getting Manet and Salamon not too uh, pretty often down the channels I thought we moved it round well. We were well organised. We kept Leicester really quiet. I think they had one, one or two chances later on in that first half. I think they the possibly the best chance of the half. who's hit the bar, but other than that, they were pretty quiet. And I thought Liverpool really had it today in the first half, and and then going into the second half, you think Leicester were going to push on a bit more, which they probably did. But again, Liverpool dominated, and you just opened the possession and and all that pay off and. And it did on around the 78-minute mark and a wonderful uh, touch and finish from Firmino and Salah. An outrageous flick falls to Salah's feet and he's just took it in his strides, curled it in the top corner. That was around 78 minutes and surely you're thinking it's going to be game over. We're going to see the game out and win the game. But Liverpool have transpired somehow to absolutely... The wheels have absolutely come off there on about 18 minutes. It all started with the uh, VAR decision and a stupid, stupid challenge from Thiago right on the edge of the box. They were debating if it was a penalty. It was was never a penalty, it was just outside. But what is Tiago doing? It's game after game after game of going on about Thiago's tackling. He's just an absolute liability defensively. He throws himself around, can't tackle. He's been booked in virtually every game he's played. They are really, really poor from Thiago. That and it's that moment that's cost us. The, that's probably cost us the game. Madison took the free kick. He had a few sighters earlier in the half in that area, and he's put one across. It's gone straight in the bottom corner. A huge shout in my opinion again for offside with two of their attackers. It's not been given And I'm not going to win VAR's an absolute shambles I hate I hate VAR But that's not the reason Why we lost this game today The wheels came off Even more after that uh, Kabak's made his debut Didn't have to do anything For 18 minutes And then He's made an absolute howl At him and Allison Collided And it's an absolute walk in for Jamie Vardy I mean it's It's horrendous To watch And then um, a matter of minutes later, we lose the ball softly in midfield. One ball in service at Barnes, I think it was. It's far too easy in behind back. Kabak looks like he doesn't have much pace about him, which is worrying going forward. And he gets in and slots it 3-1, and it was never 3-1 to Leicester. I don't know how they've won that game 3-1. We have absolutely blew it. And it's really, really worrying now. It's game after game, the mistakes. We look shot a bit on confidence. And yeah, it's it's really worrying that this... Yeah, we can go on about injuries till the cows come home. We know, we know the injuries. We know the situation at the back. I'm not going to go on about Endo again. Get him out of that defence as soon as possible. Play whoever you've got to play. The new lads, whatever, get him out of defence. Kabak, like I say, didn't do anything wrong. First 18 minutes, and then he's made to absolute... Stinkers, stinker mistakes, really. In my opinion, terrible communication and terrible positioning for the for their third. And I'm just, I just don't know. I don't know what to, where to begin. To be honest with where we're gonna go. And yeah, this is this is a real crisis now for Liverpool, and it's only gonna get worse. Now we've got Champions League midweek, and then it's the Merseyside derby on Saturday. So it's not gonna get easier for these boys. We've got to be. We've got to take a good, long, hard look at ourselves. It's all well and good us coming out and saying we must do better, but we've got to start doing better now. The excuses have got to stop. We've got to just pull our socks up, somehow get out of this rut. The confidence is absolutely shot to bits. And that last, you just didn't see that coming in the last 10 minutes. I'm just, I'm still in shock, really, of what I've witnessed. And yeah, uh, going forward, like I say, uh, Champions League midweek, that's probably the only thing we can go positive, it's a different competition, so we've got to really focus in that now, try and get a result in that first leg, get something out of that first leg and take that into the, the derby on Saturday, because it doesn't even bear thinking about it. if we lose the derby now, we're, we're in a huge, huge scrap for top four, and if results go against us, we're going to be in 7th or 8th come the end of this weekend, so... Yeah, real soul-searching needed by a lot of the players there. Hopefully we can come back and sort this out, but it's going, to be, it's going to be tough now going forward. We go again for the Champions League, and yeah, I'm always positive, but I'm on a real downer there today. But we'll go again midweek.
1: Come on, Liverpool.
0: The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel
1: thank you very much to Ross and Owen and now we'll finish with the thoughts of Steve Dawson who wonders whether Nat Phillips is getting a raw deal and then Lauren Black who thinks a big problem for Liverpool is at the attacking end of the field
6: another really very disappointing outing such a such a punch in the gut isn't it when you you take the lead at that point in the game and you think that you can see this one out or even go you know get another goal and then to give it all up and collapse so badly Um, you you wonder when this run is going to end I've said before I think we've lost all hope of winning the the Premier League it now looks as if we need to recover very quickly if we're going to make top four and keep in mind that we've got the Champions League to contest uh, in a very short space of time as well it's these are not good times. I think the only place to start is is the mix-up between Alison Becker and Ozan Kabak. Uh, I guess you'll all have been watching it on TV, around the world, in the Premier League production studios. Uh, Michael Owen and Ian Wright, who were pundits in the studio, both agreed with Jim Beglin, who was doing colour comms that it was Becker's fault, because he's the one who can see what's going on and therefore he needs to give a shout. Of course he may have given a shout and um, Ozan Kabak might well have ignored it, but it doesn't seem that way. I really feel for him, You, you, um, Kabak that is, you, you probably saw him walking off the field with his compatriot from Leicester City, the other Turkish centre-back, and um, he didn't look, he didn't look comfortable at all. I'm sure he wasn't looking forward to the recriminations that might have gone on in the dressing room afterwards. Doesn't do much for his confidence. But I've I've said before I I really don't quite understand. All right, it wasn't a lot of money that we spent on him and uh, the other recruit, but I don't see really why we needed to do it. We've got Nat Phillips. Um, Rhys Williams I think has shown That he hasn't got pace And and therefore while the rest of his game Looks reasonably sound He's going to struggle Unless he can speed up a bit Uh, But Nat Phillips looks The real deal And we've heard Correspondents on this podcast Make the excellent point uh, And it's a very valid point That Jurgen Klopp Sees him day in day out knows an awful lot more about Nat Phillips than we do, certainly more than I do. But that extra little bit that he knows that is keeping him out of the side is beyond me. I don't know what it is. Nat Phillips seems to be able to put together a decent job. And if, <clears throat> excuse me, if, if Jordan Henderson is fit and able to play, then Nat Phillips and Jordan Henderson... Is a is a fine centre back, and yes, we 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 don't have Fabinho, but when he returns, then we can all put we can all get our uh, our hopes in place because Jordan Henderson can take up that position in midfield that I think we all agree uh, is desperately needed, and Fabinho and Nat Phillips could play at the back. So I don't I don't really see why we need to bring in new blood. We all know, I mean, look at Fabinho, who's a fine example of an excellent player who took a long time to get his feet under the table and to get used to the pace of the game in England and to the style of the game here and, and the style that Jurgen Klopp plays. To bring in two players, young players, and ask them to be quick fixes in the center of defense the way liverpool play when they are liverpool are exposed often and and van dijk and joe gomez are well suited to be able to deal with that but these these young these youngsters that have come in and are and are essentially cold that don't know the liverpool way it's it's a big ask to get them to come in and and perform better than Nat Phillips has. And I don't understand why Nat Phillips isn't included. It's not just down to the defence. I think the front three really weren't firing. I think Sadio Mane just couldn't get out of the blocks today. I think Mo Salah (laughs) had a very difficult time early on. Of course, he took his goal very, very well. And and Bobby's touches to set Mo up for the goal were just sublime. I mean, (laughs) that's another upsetting thing about this whole performance that we that we were put ahead in the game by such a beautiful goal to watch you could just watch it over and over again and then it's just all undone uh, having said what i've said about henderson in defense you know being being reasonable he did look a little shaky defensively but what what passes he made forward particularly in the first half and early in the second I mean, a, some tremendous balls forward uh we 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 do miss him, don't we, in that midfield position where those passes can be even more incisive because he's slightly further up the field um yeah, it's just very disappointing, I think tiago continues to be not quite yet what we hope he will be i think he, i think he'll get there he's obviously a he's a very classy player, I think we all know this but he is fouling a little bit too much and I think we needed him to rein that in slightly particularly when Curtis Jones got a booking so early in the game he needs to be able to to just rein himself in time is tackled slightly better uh, tackling doesn't seem to be a particularly strong point although you know it's not the worst I've ever seen in my life and just finally can we get someone other than Trent on free kicks I mean yes he He scored some Perlers from the dead ball just outside the box. But it's getting a bit predictable. And it's not like we have a dearth of talent from the dead ball. I've seen Henderson hit decent free kicks. I'm sure Thiago can do the same. I'm absolutely convinced that Mo Salah can work miracles from there. Um, It gets a bit predictable that Trent gets on it and that he doesn't score. (laughs) I'm sure he'll score again one day from a dead ball. But in the meantime... Can we have a little bit more variety, please? Oh, gosh, come on, Liverpool, sort this out. At Gullasahi on Twitter, G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I.
0: I I think if you take away the last 20 minutes of that game, and Liverpool actually played really, really well uh, today, I thought. um, We had Leicester pinned for the majority of the match, uh, plenty of possession, a couple of opportunities on goal, um i think going at the end of the first half it was 11 or 12 i want to say maybe a few less but we looked really good um as we have done in a lot of the previous matches it's just results that haven't been going our way um i think we're our own worst enemies at time we didn't really take our opportunities when they when they come you know first half jordan henderson with a perfect pass to mo Salah, um who races forward and looks set to score i think ricardo just does enough to put him off but you know just little opportunities like that where you think well what what more can you do there you know there's been several times where we've been up, been in those situations found ourselves in, in in good situations and it just hasn't quite fell for us or the opposition side's been the first one to the second ball or just something hasn't quite fell our way um A couple of corners, we looked to threaten from some free-kick opportunities too with Trent Alexander-Arnold going close in the second half and, you know, a few almost goals from set-pieces. But, again, we couldn't make anything happen. Leicester seemed to be, you know, looking for that counter-attack opportunity. I think they were happy for us to have possession as long as nothing came from us. And then, you know, obviously you set Jamie Vardy off with, with his speed and you know a couple of times he almost did with you know hitting the bar and then Alisson denying him only a couple of minutes later but a really well work goal for Liverpool in the second half to give us the leads, which which was almost a flashback of what we used to be like in attacking situations you know great up link great link of play between you know Firmino and Salah and it just you know it wasn't any more that we deserved in that moment and that sort of like, you know, you could sort of breathe a little bit after that had gone in. But I don't know what Thiago's doing, Um, you know, making that challenge on Harvey Barnes. You know, it, there's been a couple of moments where he's done that this season, some really rash challenges, and he's got to get them under the, under control. You know, so many unnecessarily fouls this season that he's given away, and today's one on Harvey Barnes just added to the list. Um, He doesn't need to be challenging them there. Um, you know, we were lucky to get away with the penalty. James Madison then sends in a low free kick, and all of a sudden they're level from nothing. Um, which is probably more frustrating. Um, I've given up on questioning VAR. Um, you know, there's a, a hair out of place could be a defining factor in a game now, and you know, there's no point in questioning it anymore because you're never going to get the outcome that you want. But um, I sort of fell for Curtis Jones too, bring when he was brought off. He may not set the world alight for ninety minutes in a game, but he's good but he's a good player. He's good with the ball at his feet and if you give him the opportunity, he'll make something happen. Um you know, I was glad to see James Mill in the start of eleven again. but, you know, he was one of the players to set the tempo of the game in the first ten minutes, but again, another injury effect on our play and it's just sort of never ending on the injury front. Um I think Kabach will be trying to forget um his debut today. I was I was really happy to see his an actual centre back in the starting eleven today and I was really intrigued to see what Ozan Kabach could do, having not seen much of him from, from his time at Schalke. Um he started off fine, you know, not really tested too much and was kinda of just going through the motions of the game. Um and obviously, you know, that moment in the second half between him and Alisson for their second goal. I'm not quite sure who's Our fault whether I don't know whether Alisson should really be coming off his line there, but then you know he must be giving his defenders a shout to say that he is. So is it just an unfortunate miscommunication between the two? Um, Who knows? But it's definitely going to be a talking point for Liverpool this week and probably for the rest of the season. Um, a big game against Leipzig up next on Tuesday and you know the return of Champions League football is always an exciting thing but it's hard to get excited about something like that now with the way that Liverpool team's currently performing you know it's going to be a tough game and they're going to pounce on our misfortunes whenever they happen so we've got to you know we've got to make sure that we're not just physically prepared but mentally prepared for what, what's going to happen. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red
5: Channel.